0: You're listening to Rhema for Today. The first thing that attracts you to a baby is its innocence. People say, you sweet little innocent thing. You know, friends, no one thinks of a baby as having a past because it doesn't have one. Do you know something? If you're a newborn baby in Christ, you don't have any past. You may have been as mean as the devil. You may have been the worst wretch that ever walked. But no matter how you've lived, when you're born again, you become a new man in Christ Jesus, and you don't have any past.
1: God looks at you as an innocent babe. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll learn more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Growing Up Spiritually, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now... Let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. I pastored nearly 12 years
0: and really you don't expect too much out of babies because they can't do too much for themselves. Someone else though can do something for them. Too many times someone's saved on Sunday night and if they make a mistake before Wednesday night, everyone in the church knows it and is already fussing about it. They expect him to be living by Wednesday night or the next Sunday just as good a Christian life as they do when it took them years to get to where they are. I remember a number of years ago I held a two-weeks meeting for a particular ministry. We were scheduled to go longer, but I just cut the meeting off, closed it, and, and left. The crowds were coming. The auditorium that was quite large was filled, uh, comfortably full every night, and at times just running over. People were responding. We were really having what we call evangelistic services. I was doing a lot of teaching, praying for the sick. Yet on Saturday night, because we had services every night, when I gave the invitation first for people to be saved, I remember that 33 adults came for salvation. They stood across the front as I prayed with them and led them in prayer. And then I sent them back to the prayer room where others would pray with them while I went on ministering to the sick laying hands upon the sick for healing. Now, the thing that so impressed me about this service was that of the 33 who came for salvation, so many were young married couples who looked to be between the ages of 25 to 32. Now, I learned later that not one of the group had ever been a Christian. Not one was a member of any church. They weren't backsliders or rehashes. They were brand-new converts. Now, I asked the pastor after the service about these young people, He said, none of the 33, you know, as we talked to the one over the prayer room, none of the 33, uh, or particularly these young couples among the 33, none of them that they knew. And uh, so I said, well, he said, actually, I don't know one of them. They've never been to this church before. So I said to him, because I was depending on them to do it. It was their church. Did you get their names and addresses? He said, oh, brother, I just figure if they got anything, they'll be back. You don't have to worry about them. I said immediately to him, I'm closing the meeting tomorrow night. Because, see, I saw he's going to lose all the results we got. You see, people are born babies. They need to be seen about. I said to this pastor, because, you see, his daughter during that meeting and son-in-law had a new baby, a grandson. See, to this pastor. And I knew that they had come home during the meeting from the hospital to home. And I said to him, now what if you went over to your daughter and son-in-law's house to visit to see your grandson? So you went over there. And uh, you looked around and said, "Well, well, where's the grandson? They said, oh, well, we figured that if he's alive, if he's a human being, he'll be in after a while. Well, you see, no, they had to carry him home. They had to take care of him. And so it is with newborn babes. Friend, people are born babies. They need to be seen about. Now, these people that I spoke to you about had never been to that church before. They had never heard any full gospel preaching before. They needed to be followed up and prayed with, talked to, and dealt with. Because, you see, they were newborn babies. I remember on another occasion that I held a meeting in a certain city for a pastor who had cooperated with a large uh, meeting, citywide meeting, where Healing Advantage had been there some time before. And I remember this pastor said to me, I'm never going to cooperate with another one of these citywide meetings. Never another one. Why? I asked him. Well, he said, I didn't get a person out of it. Not one, not a member. I didn't. It didn't do me a bit of good in the world. It didn't, I asked. He said, No. I asked him, did you get cards on any of the folks who came to the altar? Oh, yes, he said, they gave me some cards, but none of them ever showed up. Well, I was talking to another pastor in the same town about the same meeting, and he said, we've got 29 new members out of that meeting. I was talking about the family that said he'd come back, see several new families. How'd you get them, I asked. How did they happen to come to your church? He said, oh, they didn't know anything about our church. I got the cards on some of them and visited them. I didn't just encourage them to come to our church. But he said, I insisted that they get in some good full gospel church and go on with God. And some of them came to ours. Well, you see, friends, we are responsible for babies. Babies don't know. Babies can't do for themselves. A newborn baby in the natural can't do much. He doesn't walk yet. He doesn't dress himself. In fact, he doesn't do anything for himself. About all he does is eat. And about all he eats is milk. Spiritually... They are newborn babes, and if they get the sincere milk of the word, they will grow thereby. Now, let's look at some of the stages of development in the babyhood stage. Take up the babyhood stage of development. First of all, both naturally and spiritually, is innocence. The first thing that attracts you to a baby is its innocence. People say, you sweet little innocent thing." You know, friends, no one thinks of a baby as having a past because it doesn't have one. Do you know something? If you're a newborn baby in Christ, you don't have any past. You may have been as mean as the devil. You may have been the worst wretch that ever walked. But no matter how you've lived, when you're born again, you become a new man in Christ Jesus, and you don't have any past, God looks at you as an innocent babe. Let's look at this remarkable verse of Scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The margin says a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, even though innocence belongs to the babyhood state of Christianity, it is one characteristic we should never outgrow. We should maintain this state of innocence for the simple reason that if we don't, we will fall under the condemnation of the devil and be defeated in spiritual life. A new convert is simple, full of faith, ready and willing to learn. We should always, friends, maintain a spiritual or a teachable spirit, I should say. Yet sometimes when we grow older, we sort of come to the place where we have a know-it-all attitude. Uh, You-can't-tell-me-anything attitude. Now, those people, no one can help, including God himself. I remember on one occasion, uh, a group of men gathered in the back of the auditorium after one service one night one of the churches I pastored. And as I walked up to shake hands with him, one of the men said, Brother, you know, what do you think about this? And so I, I I said, Well, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. And then he went on to mention a certain Bible subject. Well, I found out later that he did that purposely to bring me into their discussion. Well, I don't uh, know just where your discussion is, I said, or whether I could fit in or not. Well, the man, which was really one of my deacon, really wanted to help. And so he spoke up immediately and said, well, I'll tell you. And, uh, and so uh, another man that he wanted to help went on to say, well, you or anyone else can't tell me a thing in the world about that Bible subject. He said, I know all there is to be known. I know all about it. Well, I said, if you do, you've got me beat. And if you do, you have ever other preacher or minister beat that I've ever seen or know of or any other person. He said, well, I know all about it. No one can tell me a thing about it. But you know, friends, to tell you the truth, that man was just a baby in Christ, and that fellow was the biggest baby in the entire church, and he didn't know all about it, and yet he didn't have an open spirit or teachable spirit. Now, we need to keep an open spirit and a teachable spirit as well as an innocent spirit toward God and man. Then the second characteristic of a babyhood stage of development, both naturally and spiritually, is ignorance. Now, you know, my wife and I, I suppose you know, I've made mention of it several times. My wife and I have two children. Our two children are grown now with families of their own. Now, in observing our babies and grandbabies, because we have several, I know this. A baby seems to think everything he gets his hands on is intended for his mouth. A newborn puts his hands in his mouth. As he grows a little older and learns to crawl across the floor, if he finds a screw or a nail, it goes in his mouth. If he finds a spoon, it goes in his mouth. If he finds a spider, it goes in his mouth. You see, babies are ignorant concerning these things. They don't know what should go in their mouths and what shouldn't. And babies have died as a result of not knowing that. They've gotten a hold of something poisonous, and it killed them. I know one case of a 14-month-old baby, a child crawling across the floor, picked up some spoiled food left there, perhaps by an older child. Before they could get the baby to a doctor, it died. An autopsy revealed the poisonous food. Now the parents went back home and found some of the food on the floor of the room, which was seldom used. That little one didn't know that he shouldn't eat it. He was ignorant concerning the effects that it would have. Now what am I getting to? Friends, the same thing is true spiritually speaking. We need to be careful what goes into our spiritual mouths. We need to be as careful about what we read as we are about what we eat physically. Christians many times think nothing at all of gulping down some poisonous doctrine which will poison life spiritually, rob them of their spirituality, ruin their testimony if they accept it. I remember a number of years ago, fine minister of the gospel, great soul winner, was filled with the Holy Ghost, had a marvelous experience with God. And I'll guarantee you this much. I know of no greater soul winner in any church than that man. He was outstanding. He'd get people saved when no one else could. It seemed to me that you could stand up the 12 best preachers in America. Let all of them preach and give an altar call. Then he'd take the same crowd, preach to them, get more souls saved than any of the others after they'd had first shot at it. That was his ministry, an evangelistic type of ministry.
1: You're listening to Rema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expound on this week's subject. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the one CD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Train the Human Spirit. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, It's Your Move, these two resources are for the discounted price of $10. That's nine ninety five dollars in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org.
0: What do you got special? Uh, Christmas and in July, July cyber sale. Online only. That's right. And it's only one day. One twenty-four hour period. Monday, July the 18th, beginning at 12 a.m. or midnight. Yes. And lasting? 24 hours. 24 hours. That's to right. 12 to 12 p.m. And guess what the sale is? 50% off on all Faith Library products. Books, CDs, yes. MP3s, and DVDs. That's right. Now, that's on Monday, July the 18th, okay? Only one day. One 24 day. 24 hours. 24 hours. So make sure you write that down and, and start figuring out what you want to do, and then you can get online. It's online only. Not that's call right. in, not write in. That's Just right. get on a computer online, okay? That's right.
1: Tomorrow on Rama for Today we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagan's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.